$5,000 won't get you the same thing as $5,000 today in the future. So the key is you having a, the right plan in place to know, are you keeping up with inflation? And again, we talk about the spending right now. When you're, you're uh, working, you only have a Saturday and a Sunday to go to the, the home improvement store. And now you're retired, you're going to be there a lot more. You're going to have 52 weeks of vacation instead of two to three weeks. You're going to spend a lot more, especially in that first five to 10 years of retirement. You need to adjust for that and plan for that as well. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Thanks for joining us on the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George along with Mike Coynan, and we got a great show for you in store today. We're going to answer a couple more mailbag questions before we get into our main topic, which is why the final decade of work is so important. So, Mike, thanks for coming on again today and uh, making the time for another episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mike and his team at Principal Preservation Services are always there to serve you at their location both in Woodbury, Minnesota and Hudson, Wisconsin. And you can find them online at principalpreservationservices.com. You'll see Mike from time to time on WCCO TV as well. And you can check out his book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success. Everything you need to find is online or on their Facebook page as well. You can check it out there. So let's dive into the mailbag to start things off. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So the first question comes in from our friend Tom. He writes, I've heard people say that the only kind of life insurance you should ever buy is term insurance. Is that true? I don't believe so. I mean, term insurance is, I think, the cheapest. It is the cheapest insurance you can get out there. And I'm a big fan of term insurance because of the cost of it. And I have a boatload of term insurance on myself because that's going to you know, the least expensive way to offset if anything happens to me, my wife's going to be taken care of. She's going to be able to not have to worry about, you know, getting getting her license uh, or, you know, becoming a financial advisor, taking over <laughs> right. everything. Right. So she's going to be set in place here for, you know, a good 15 years. And if she sells the business or what she's going to do, everything's going to be okay. That's my goal. Make sure all debts are paid and your kids are taken care of. They go through school. But there are other forms of life insurance you can get, you know, a cash value life insurance, like a whole life, a universal life. Now, there's different types of universal lives out there. Some are index universal lives, variable universal lives. I am actually a big fan of some of that index universal life for a reason. And if you're able to start young at a young age and start putting money aside for an index universal life, and you understand how these can work. Now, they're not considered an investment per se, but you can use these monies for tax-free income later on in life. And so for this situation, it's called you know taking tax-free loans available through it, building up the cash value in these to actually pull out dollars for tax-free loans. They won't have to be paid back. It works out pretty slick. And I know some of these were illustrated in the past to do that. Unfortunately, we see a lot of those older policies don't because the costs are so high in those policies. They don't pan out and the interest made is not that great. These newer ones, the fees are lower and actually the um, the performance is better. And so when you're able to do that, you can actually use that life insurance, not only for a death benefit, but also for maybe a future cash flow. We've seen people use it for paying off their kid's college 
taking loans out against to pay for their college expenses, and also use it for retirement planning a little bit for extra income in retirement. I like them a lot for actually instead of 529 plans because when they're applying for financial aid for college for your kids or grandkids, they don't count this money, this cash value accumulated doesn't count against them for uh, qualifying for financial aid where the 529 plans, that cash value does. Thanks for the question, Tom. You know, obviously check with a professional that can help you walk you through your options and what might fit you best. But as you can hear from Mike, you have a lot of options available to you with life insurance. There are. Next question comes in from Raymond. He writes this, Mike, I've owned my own business and haven't paid much into Social Security over the years, even though I've had a nice income. Is this going to be problematic for me in retirement? For some reason, I've never really worried about it until now at the ripe old age of 58. Yeah. And most likely Raymond might be working till 65 or, you know, maybe 66 or full retirement ages. If he's 58 today would uh, most likely be right around 67 years old. But, you know, social security, they take the highest 35 earning years to determine your benefit. So there's still opportunity for Raymond to make some changes to increase his contributions into social security to increase his benefit. Now, hopefully he has enough for a benefit because you know, for social security, you need 40 credits to qualify for a benefit and you can only earn a maximum of four credits per year. So the fastest way to qualify is 10 earning years. So I'm sure he's there most likely, but these last maybe seven to eight years of work that he can, if he starts paying himself, W2ing himself a little bit more, well, that'll increase his benefit because it's going to, going to increase his average. And that's the key you're looking to do. So I, as a business owner myself, I W-2 myself as well. So my goal is to try to have a decent social security number when I retire as well. So he has some time to make some changes. And I've seen these benefits change from one year we pulled uh, the statement and it's one number, then two years later we look, it's three dollars $400 more. So you can make some big changes just by making your uh, gross income, your take-home income, W-2 income higher. There you go, Raymond. Hope that answers your question. And if you have a question that you want to be featured on the show or want to ask Mike more, you can reach out at principalpreservationservices.com or you can call them if you just want to talk to them directly at 855-987-8888. Today's main topic for the podcast is the final decade of work and why it's so important. Even if it's not the final decade, really those period of the last few years of, of work in your career, why it's so important to, to knock out a few items and be prepared to make that transition into retirement. So let's talk about some of the things you want to be sure to address if you're getting close to that retirement age over those final few years of working. So first thing, Mike, is deciding what's important to you. Yeah. And I again, with this if you're married, this is a joint decision, not one person wins. So when you sit down with your spouse, she might have a different view of retirement than you do. And she might want to travel, you don't want to. And I see these battles happen in my office. I feel like a counselor at times because they have <laughs> two different views of retirement. And you have to give a little bit, both of you. So if she wants to do a lot of travel, you don't want to do any, at least do some. And you have to decide when you want to retire because if you retire early, you're going to give up some growth. You're, you're going to maybe have to, if you retire before 65, you you might have to be paying a lot of healthcare costs out of pocket until Medicare kicks in. So, you know, I know some people that, you know, get that 62, 63 years old and they've been frustrated at work and they're just, they got a new boss and they got 
all these new changes and they're like, I'm just ready to be done. I've been here for 35 years. I get that. But those last two years, you can make some good strides with your contributions and your accounts. And also that healthcare, that healthcare cost is so expensive. If you can stick it out till 65, at least, usually that's the date I would recommend. You know, whatever you just choose, it's a personal choice. There's no right or wrong answers, whatever you're comfortable with in retirement, but understanding what's important to you is going to help you make that plan. The other part of that is knowing your numbers and really kind of getting a grasp on your numbers heading into retirement. Yeah, know where they are today, know where they should be here when you're going to retire. So if you're, you know, eight to 10 years out from retirement, know what is expected to be at. And also just planning for a worst case scenario. It's in a perfect world. You could look at what it would be with your contributions and employer contributions and growth and getting your house hopefully paid off by retirement, all these things to look at. But you also have to plan for the worst again to make sure what happens if we do have a, a correction in the market, what's that going to do with your retirement? Will that slow things down or will you still be on pace? So, and also with spending, when we plan for retirement for our clients, if you need five grand a month today, or 6,000 a month today to pay your bills. Well, we wanna make sure that you're planning appropriately with inflation in 10 years, because $5,000 won't get you the same thing as $5,000 today in the future. So the key is you having a, the right plan in place to know, are you keeping up with inflation? And again, we talk about the spending right now. When you're you're uh, working, you only have a Saturday and a Sunday to go to the, the home improvement store and now you're retired, you're going to be there a lot more. You're going to have 52 weeks of vacation instead of two to three weeks. You're going to spend a lot more, especially in that first five to 10 years of retirement. You need to adjust for that and plan for that as well. So once you know your numbers, kind of have a grasp on the spending and kind of what you're going to expect. The other part of that is kind of getting a feel for your retirement income. And the first step to that is estimating your in income streams and getting an idea of how much you're going to be expecting and, and anticipating in retirement. Yeah. And that's where you pull everything together. And hopefully you have a pension if you do. And which pension do you take? You know, do you take the 100% benefit where nothing goes to the spouse? Do you take a little bit reduced benefit where half of it goes to your spouse? Or There's so many different options. Sometimes you can do a, a lump sum rollover into an IRA from your pension. But you need to know which is going to benefit you the most. Depends on your health. Depends on, you know, what retirement looks like. Also, when it comes to Social Security, there's a lot of strategies still involved with Social Security. A lot of people don't know the strategy, so it's good to find out somebody who specializes in that so they can run you a report to know what is the best time for each of you to take it. You know, A lot of times, the bigger benefit, we're trying to wait as long as we can for that biggest benefit. And what happens is if one of the spouses pass away, the lower benefit goes away, but the bigger benefit moves on. So, and a lot of people still like to work. So yeah, we'll, we'll factor in part-time work and how long you want to work and how much you need to take out of your investments. But remember at 70 and a half, the IRS is going to force you to take out your required minimum distributions. And how do those work? And which way, how do you take those out of your account? So it's important. There's so many things to put in place. And that's where people come to my seminars are like, there's so much to know. How am I supposed to figure this out on my own? I said, it's, it is almost impossible to figure it out on your own. That's why you need help. And we're here to put those plans together for you. As you're putting that plan together, keep in mind healthcare, right? I mean, really understanding Medicare and ins and outs of that is a big part of planning for retirement. Yeah, that cost is so expensive You know, right now. When people are paying it out of pocket, they're paying $1,400, $1,600 a month for a couple. 
I've seen singles paying over $1,000 a month for health care if they retire before 65, before Medicare. I was actually with a couple yesterday in my office, and you know they're under the Affordable Care Act uh, just to get affordable health care. But by doing so, they retired already before 65. They have to live off of a small income. And uh, when they applied for it, I think they said they would have no higher than $25,000 a year of income. Well, that means they're living off of cash savings and they have to live really inexpensively till they get till 65. And is that really how you want to live your first few years in retirement? No, they're okay with it. They're going to be okay. But again, get a grasp on the health care and find out which is the best option for you. And as we wrap up this discussion on kind of getting your really ducks in a row as you head into retirement, that final five or 10 years, you know, what you need to kind of be paying attention to. The last thing is really understanding that once you get to retirement, you know, things don't end. Your retirement could be five, 10, 15, 20 years. So understanding how your needs will change over time is vital. Yeah. And there's so many things to plan for in this area. Like I already mentioned that you're probably going to spend a little bit more money the first five to 10 years. We call those your go-go years. Then the next 10 years in retirement are your slow-go years. And and then we wrap it down or end it with the no-go years. (laughs) So we kind of spend a little bit more and, and decrease your expenses a little bit. But there's other things to put in place as well, which is, you know, your home. You know, if you have a big home today, you know, maybe in five, 10 years, you're going to downsize. So you're going to think about downsizing or maybe you're in retirement, you're going to buy another property in a different state. I have a lot of clients who are actually buying second homes in, in Arizona or Florida. And now they decide you may want to be a, a resident there because of the tax benefits. Well, that's something to plan for as well. Again, you need to plan for inflation. And also, we it's great in a perfect world to think that we're both going to live till 90, 95, husband and wife, but that's not reality. So what's happening when you're doing your planning to say, you know, what if John passes away here at 82 or 85, what's it going to look like for Mary? And so we want to make sure that all bases are covered when it comes to protecting your spouse and your loved one for planning because you lose the social security, the higher one maintains, you might lose all the pension, you might get half the pension and whatever's left in the investments is a difference. And, and can they afford to stay where they're at? And hopefully you don't have to resort to things like reverse mortgages. And um, I'm not a fan of reverse mortgages, but in instances that's the only way where maybe the spouse or the widow could stay in the house now again, there's probably going to be no nothing to go to the the children. Then all equity will probably be getting eaten up. That might be the only way to do it. So, so many things to look at. But the key is not just planning for today. Planning for five years, twenty years down the line as well is so important to just uh, make those strides and get ahead of the game. So, if you're 55, 58 years old today and looking to retire in eight to ten years. This is a great time to look at it today and see what adjustments do I need to make so I'm going to be where I want to be. Make sure you get a handle on your debt. Get your house paid off. Make sure you're contributing enough money to your IRAs and 401ks to take advantage of that. And if you have Roth options, that's probably a a great option to look at to do as much Roth as you can before retirement. Well, as you can see, Mike's provided a great list to go off of, but there's a lot of items to evaluate, manage, 
and try to balance. So make sure you reach out to professional and, and Mike and his team over at Principal Preservation Services uh, are perfect for that. And this is what they do every day is help you get that balance in order and those checks, all the, those items checked off your list as you prepare for retirement and gear up for those final years of working. So make sure you're comfortable and you have a peace of mind to enjoy your retirement. Check them out online, principalpreservationservices.com. Also give them a call at 855-987-8888. They're serving Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Western Wisconsin as well. A couple different offices. You can, if you're in Minnesota, you got an office in Woodbury. If you're over in Wisconsin, across the the river, you got an office there in Hudson, a new office as well. So make sure you check them out. They're a whole 10 minutes apart. 10 minutes. minutes. Big, big, parking yeah. lot to parking lot. So <laughs> Two pick different and choose states. where you want to come. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Uh, Mike, well, appreciate your time. This is a great list uh, for people to go off of, and hopefully they'll be reaching out to you to kind of help go through these things in a little more detail because there's a lot to sort through. Looking forward to it as well, helping anybody who needs help. That'll do it for us on the Retirement Reality Podcast. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts to get the next episode delivered right to you, or you can subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you choose to use. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Reality Podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.